So, are we ready? How's everybody feeling? I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Jazzed. I'm ready to go. I'm Let's jazzed. Go, I'm jizzed. Oh, God. <laughs> jacked. I'm ready. Jesus. Sharon is fully jacked in, people. <laughs> jacked and jizzed. <laughs> I guess that's... And bam, 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 In fact, all it says on my online dating profile is jacked and jizzed. <laughs> 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 wow, we can never air this. It's like over and over again on his profile. It's disturbing. Oh, man. Oh, geez. I hope you guys oh, are ready geez. to sort of take control of this monster. <laughs> yep. Because uh, I, uh, the narrative that I have built here is humiliating for everyone's character. <laughs> Excellent. I feel so. like our, our characters, maybe minus Mel's, are all already used to some kind of humiliation. Maybe not Jaren's oh, either. Oh, yeah. That's like a challenge when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I hear. My character's a whore. She's totally been humiliated. <laughs> She's a madam. She's a madam now. Ah, okay. Are you trying to imply that there's something yeah. inherently shameful? Why do you uh, hate sex workers, Mel? Sex work? Absolutely not. No, I'm just saying that people have humiliated on her. You know, when you get jacked and jizzed on. <laughs> Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> I think it's a sign of love, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Always when I'm drinking, damn it. But the sun is rising at this point. There's no rooster or cock crowing. No, don't zip. <laughs> don't even start. There are some bells ringing though throughout the city from the chapel of the Allfather, the biggest church building here, but also in two of the towers on both sides of the main gate, bells on top. And you guys waken. I don't know if you would have set uh, any kind of a wake up service. Uh, just would have been up before dawn. Okay. Uh, reading over the Book of Morgan, um, kind of preparing his daily sacraments, you know, here's what we're going to do for the day. And, I mean, preparing to, to travel as well. Like, this is all still out of his comfort zone a little bit. But, yeah, he, he would do that every morning. I think he would wake up a little before dawn. Because at the church, right, everything starts coming awake at dawn. And so he has to be there to help people and whatnot. So that's his, like, me time yeah, sure. that he gets a little before dawn. Okay. Chanterelle probably also gets up right before or around dawn. Um, she's used to kind of caring for her animals and getting an early start on the day. She usually sleeps outside. So I'd like to give a little nod at, uh, at Just and uh, try to kind of make the aspect early risers. We're both like really full of ourselves for being up so early together, you know? I see you yeah. like, uh, like me, don't like wasting daylight. I do not. Let's then say this is an ego thing, I think. Give me an ego check. So it's Ty. It's success with a minor cost. I think we'll tweak the name of the aspect. And instead of early risers, we'll call it anxious risers. Yeah. Like we just both thought weird... we were going to be the only one up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're both used to this being our time. And now we're like, I got to share this. Uh, yeah. Our suite isn't that big. <laughs> like, the city's asleep. Like the buffet's not open. <laughs> well. I, I, I'm going to go check up on uh, Stomps. Well, make sure when that buffet opens up downstairs that you get some things for Stomps out of there, too. <laughs> oh. They nickel and dimed me for this room, 
and I ain't about to walk out of here without taking full advantage of that. Stomps loves a buffet. So, you're going to take care of Stomps, and you're going to do your meditations. Yeah, so I think he would meditate, get a good bath, get nice, clean, riding on a train, get nice and proper hair slicked back, get his mustache nice and proper as well. Are you trying to create an advantage here, or are you just kind of dolling up and just getting, like, ready for the day? Uh, you know what? I, I will. I, I was going to say, I'm going to try and create an aspect here of, like, looking good. You know, looking sharp. or confident. Right? I'm confident. Maybe and maybe trying to... Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> yes. I love that, actually. Maybe he's born with it. You wake up naturally. This is your routine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's used to being in the public eye. Like, every day, he's in the public eye. So he takes his appearance very seriously. <laughs> is this a personality? Do you think I had to generate yeah, this? I do think it would be, yeah. Okay. I got a three. <laughs> okay. Killing it. I'm going to use one of the two fate points I get for this scene, and I'm going to boost off of anxious risers and success with a tie. It would have been another plus one for you to groom up here. So you tied it. There's like a crease. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a fate point and counter you because I'm inappropriately calm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we have it. So you make this uh, aspect with one for use on it. All right. Yeah. I think it's important enough to him to like swallow that, that, that anxiety and say, you know what? You've been in worse, you've seen worse, and there's nothing in that valley that's going to be any worse than what you saw. And I think for a moment, he would think back to Fennec getting shot, and I think that would affirm his commitment to this. Cool. I like it. So yeah, give yourself that on your sheet. One for use. You go check in on Stomps, or are you going to check in on the... What do you do? Yeah, I'm going to check in on Stomps. You know, he needs a uh, hundred brushes on his uh, tail okay. a day. Do bison have tails? They got a little guy back there. Yeah. I brush him, brush him down and, uh, you know, make sure he has clean water and everything. Why don't you give us a trail craft check? Ooh, yeah, I didn't even overdo it or anything. Nailed it. Good. Yeah, it was no, good. Was, yeah, that was natural. Add some air horns in there after the fact. Trail craft! Can he have, maybe he's born with it? <laughs> yeah, he gets, is there anyone here not born with it? <laughs> uh, well, no, he's got well tended. You got a seven. We're going to put two more free uses on there. Hell he, yeah. You get in there, though, and he is curled up in a prominent, like, one of the stables that he did not start the night in. And, like, other horses have given him a berth where they're like, what the fuck is this thing? This stable is a bit more, like, regular. And there's, like, horses and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's ox, but bison aren't normally an animal. That It's not like you're the only person who's ever ridden one. You know, I googled, like, cowboy bison, and there's a few choices. Excellent prep work. Thanks. Yeah, well, you know, you got to step up to the plate if you want to hit a homer, so... No, but he's good. You got some free uses on him. You you coddle him up real nice. He was fed and watered. He had his own space. It's warm. He was undisturbed, and he looks... Super happy and rested and feeling great. Sweet. All right, so around this time, I think the buffet is open. <laughs> and everyone's doing their pre-buffet stretches. Oh, yeah, we're, we're beelining for that buffet. Okay, well, you get there, and they are just laying it out. And they have big silver, you know, trays that they are pulling off. And steam is coming out. They have big platters of poached eggs, different, like, small loaves of bread with jams and butters. They have... Different kinds of meat and stuff. They have a, a porridge. They have some cereal grains, sort of like a granola kind of thing. Milk, juice, all that stuff. There's plenty for you to take. 
Is it still the same attendant at the front desk, or is it someone different? We can say it's the same one. Sure, why not? Okay, I'll stop by on my way to the buffet. I just wanted to let you know, I don't know that I've had such a night stay anywhere else. Truly impeccable. And this I am so glad to hear. It is an honor to have you stay here. Of course, you made the right choice. I, I believe I did. Please enjoy the buffet to your heart's content. I intend to. Excellent. Not sensing your malicious intent <laughs> to descend crazy. upon this buffet. <laughs> no, but as you're there, why don't you guys give me... I want to create an aspect so you guys have some like supplies, basically, some food. We should use stealth because we know that the amount of food that we are shoving into our bags is not an appropriate amount of food. Part of me feels like for just that he, he does feel like he's entitled to this food because of how much he paid for the room. I don't think he would stealth do this. He would assume if it's an all-you-can-eat buffet and the guy just told me to eat to my heart's content, well, I'm going to take some with me for the road. I'll follow his lead then. He knows more about buffets than I do. I think just ego. <laughs> yep. We'll create an aspect. Can I help him? Yes, so that's a six. Yeah. Six. All right, then you guys both get an aspect of plus three, and we will call this... Buffet spoils. <laughs> Buffet spoils. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, and you guys both have... You take half of it, basically. You got a six on your roll, so you both split it up, and you're doing this. I took my canteen, and I just filled it with tater tots. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> you can see the grease stains in the pockets from my suit. <laughs> It's like rolls sticking out of your lapel as you're like checking out. Take an orange juice pitcher and just dump it into my hat. It's like a straw comes out. And you can see the guy at the desk is watching just like slowly melting like a candle as he's like trying to build up the gumption to say like maybe that's not what we meant. As you guys are finishing up all of this, someone does come and sort of try and join you up for breakfast. And it is the captain. Well, who we got here? Ah, and of course, I should have known. I hear a clatter in my room and come down and find it is you. I'll give him a hug. If he if he's a hugger. Oh yeah, he's a very big like go on he big classic arms, hugger. Like, yeah, classic hugger, many It's pass. Good to see you again, Captain. And you he kisses you on both cheeks if you mm. let him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I give him a little eighth rate greeting. You know. <laughs> and he sends a volley of Viennese uh, your uh-huh, way. Uh-huh. <sighs> you are refreshed, you are ready for your day, no? Very much so. Well, I'm hoping that our business will be concluded uh, within that time, and we'll, we will see you back on that ship for our sail back home. I, of course, know that you will tend to the matter of the extra ticket. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. That was not a, a part of our initial plan, but as soon as I get back to the city, I'll be more than happy to get you the payment for that, sir. He's like, yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Is this, sorry, is this the extra ticket for my bison? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes. just checking. It is priced at a, a plus two. It is not like too expensive, but eh, I got some teeth. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> he just keeps saying, I'm like, of course. He says something to you in Viennese. Why don't you give me an awareness yeah, check? Yeah, I'll try <laughs> to understand that. Understand 
Just to put this in some context, one of Chanterelle Burdock's aspects is... I understand many languages. Poorly. Mm-hmm. That is a three. He says, but of course, you mean to pay before you leave. Of course. Uh, I, I don't deal with the finances here. That's all up to my friend over there. says, ah, forgive me. I assume because the bison was yours that you would be responsible for his passage. Is this all still in... in v- yeah, this is sort of a I'm blur. I'm just like, like beep it up and, <laughs> yeah. and then he turns back to you very quickly and he's like, of course, a teller's word is as good as a bag of gold. This is true. And I promise I would not steer you astray. Nor do I ever question your intent, nor would I. But, uh, What if word is brought from the mainland? I must set sail before. You'll be heading back to the same place we departed, correct? I will, but the sea is a mistress whose call is unpredictable. Here today, gone tomorrow. Well, here's what I can do for you. I can write you a note to my superior. His name is Julius, back in the city. And what I can do is give you this notarized document from me to seek out the payment for that extra ticket from him. Give me a personality check. Four. Yeah, you succeed the style. Yeah, he's such a written note. Of course, the matter is all but solved. May, may, maybe don't mention who the extra ticket was for, though. The Julius won't care. <laughs> and I'll, I'll pull out a piece of paper and I'll, I'll write it up. Well, I think it's just mine. Like, he's the one that asked him to come here. And so they're going to pony up for it. And just didn't want to travel with anyone in the first place. And so it's like, <laughs> well, you know what? You said these people need to come with me. And so, uh, and I'll hand it to him. I'll sign it, my, my official signature and everything like that. Oh, and he's kind of like watching, like fawning with his hands, like clasped together. Beautiful, beautiful. And with a flourish, he like rolls it up. Very fancy. Disappears under one of his clothes. Oh, my. Now, of course, I, I feel... Even more rested than I did before. Of course. Would you like to sit with us to have a bit of food? And he kind of looks at, like, the spectacle you've made already, and he's like, I might squeeze past, just grab a poached egg. Of course. I'm, like, pulling pulling bacon out of my boot to, like, offer it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, green at the gills. <laughs> well, then, Captain, a pleasure as always. The pleasure is mine, teller. All right. Breakfast is over. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we got our supplies and everything. Uh, I think we'll make it, make our way to the train station. Okay, cool. And when we walk by the desk, I'll look over at the attendant. You keep that buffet warm for us. We'll be back now. I tip my hat and there's like a full yogurt parfait underneath <laughs> it. Uh, can, we, can we pick up stomps? Well, we can't go anywhere without stomps. All right. Uh, when we pick up Stomps, I want to say with his uh, extra grooming this morning, he's got like his furs like braided with like ribbons and flowers. That is a fine looking animal. <laughs> I think that's great. With like grasses and, you know, yeah, like yeah, local yeah. wildflowers and stuff. Uh, yeah. Looks like they took real good care of him here. He did have a nice rest, I think. Well, he looks lovely. And he kind of almost is sort of like puffing his chest out, looking pretty proud and majestic. You're so pretty, buddy. You can see a little, little closer now. Like yeah, He wasn't saddled up when he was being moved and stuff, but now she got him ready for the day. The saddle fits, too. He's built for two. Well, I can't say I've ever ridden something quite like this before, but I'm happy to... Oh, you'll love it. All right, then. I'll let you lead. All right, yeah, I hop on, and then I just kind of look at you, like, waiting for you to, to also I'll, hop on. I'll hop on, too, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little weird at first, because he moves differently than a horse does. It's just an, an awkward gait that you have to adjust to. Nice. 
And he takes to the reins like a horse, though. He listens to her with a strange... It's very obedient. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. I feed him the parfait as we're walking. Glad to have him on our team. <laughs> He's like slurping it up. Oh, my goodness. And you guys make your way through the city. And as you come through, you pass the cathedral to the All family. It's modest, as most of them to the All family are. And you pass by also the PTC branch headquarters. You can see there are several warehouses around it, too. That's a big building. And even bigger right next to it is the Vega Embassy. It is palatial and like a Roman monument, basically. There are guards that have halberds and togas on over their clothes. It's a sort of like a, kind of a ceremonial guard. Yeah, standard issued uh, togas. <laughs> they have that around the Capitol building back in Viega and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people in and out, hustle bustle. But you guys said you, you don't stop. You just kind of pass by. Well, and I think we're kind of in a hurry. Like we want to get, at least just wants to get moving and get to the Uncanny Valley, get this all wrapped up, uh, be able to, you know, get back in time for tea. <laughs> zip, zip, zip. Yeah, Chanterelle just doesn't want to be in either of those buildings, I think. She kind of rolls her eyes as we go by. Yeah. Certainly yeah. are ornate. Yeah, not really my style. Vega flags are flapping, almost taunting you. PTC uh. has a flag also. That's also flying. I imagine like a globe, like something that looks very friendly and welcoming, but mm-hmm. it's like not. Yeah, a globe with like the wheat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Like, yep. yeah, okay, so you guys passed by all of that noise passed by some of the mansions of the upper crust here. And as you come to this corner, down here is the Uncanny Depot house, the train station. It'd be like eight o'clock when the earliest train leaves. And it's a three to four hour train ride, depending on luck checks. And you've got half an hour to get there. Over here, Chanterelle, give me an awareness check. Three. You see the New World Menagerie. It's like a large field sort of that's cut out in the middle of the city. And there's a oval track and a series of cages set up around it. And there's trees and some wildlife still growing up around them and in them. But all of the cages are filled with various kinds of animals, many of which you've heard about but never seen because they're only found here. They have like kangaroos. You can see these weird like dog-like things. There are a couple of different anime on that they have. They have a worm on a tree, green worm, anaconda size thing. Shit like that. The sun is shining. It's hot. Are there any animals that look kind of openly in distress? With an awareness of three? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can see several of them aren't fans of the sun. Or you just know they need more space. They have like cage uh, filled with like hawks and and different kinds of eagles and stuff. And they're just in there and there's not much room for them to fly or or anything like that. They're just kind of like food is thrown down on the floor. Oh, I got to take care of something. All right. You get our tickets. Uh, uh, Excuse me? (laughs) I hop off. uh, Stops. What's going on? Is there anything I can help with? I'm already uh, walking away as I'm just looking for, if there's like someone at the gate, I would walk up to them. Okay. Yeah. Um, They're like, yes, welcome. Is this your first time to the New World Menagerie? Hi, um, I happen to be something of an animal handler and uh, it it, it appears that several of your animals here are in distress. Oh, Um, well, I can assure you that's not the case. Oh, I can assure you that it is. Is there someone I can talk to about these environments? I think this seems like maybe a mental attack. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Give me an ego. You can come in and and talk to the the zookeeper if you would like. It's a plus one to buy a ticket for your entry. You can be in all day if you want. And there are like a couple of people lining up behind you. I think you see her go up to the zoo, but you don't get too much more than that. Yeah, I mean, she told me that she's going to take care of something for me to go and get our tickets. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take stomps. And he's like, well, I guess we should go get our tickets. I said, stomps. Scoot up and grab the reins. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you give me a ride, Jack, here? (laughs) 
I, this is perfect. I love this. <laughs> so you kind of scoot up and grab the reins, and you're like, yeah. And you kind of snap the reins, and he takes off, like, down the <laughs> road, like, full gap. Whoa, whoa, hold on, yeah, hold on, on, hold on. Riding this raging bison up this crowded city street. At one point, a car is like, <laughs> like, slowly, you know, they have, like, no turn radius. Stomps just, like, smashes into the side of it. Oh, hold on, hold on, stomps. <laughs> Comes running through. He's blasting through carts. He's doing some damage as he is. He's got like yogurt all over his mouth too, so it looks a little bit like he's like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's foaming at both ends. Put him down. <laughs> so do you pay the plus one to get into the zoo? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm gonna whistle and have my pterodactylus come and a lot on my shoulder, and I'll be like. Well, maybe uh, you'd be interested in purchasing an animal and waiving my ticket fee here. Why don't you give me a personality check here? Okay. I'm sorry. You're going to have to pay the plus one to get in just like everyone. But I can assure you it's well worth the entry price. Hurry up, lady, one way or the other. Someone says they have like a line forming behind you. (laughs) I brought my son here. (laughs) Can we go in yet, mama? Can I take financial stress to do this? Yeah. Give me a finance check. DC is one. Yeah, so you take one financial stress to get in. Okay, perfect. I take out all the spare change in my pocket and just throw it at him. And uh, you go in, and there's a fair amount of people milling around. It's something you already know, and, and I'll, I'll reveal this other aspect about the New World Menagerie. Zoology is still young science. These animals aren't necessarily being mistreated, mm-hmm. okay. but they're not happy. The elephant is like chained, all four of its legs are like chained to posts, and it's like standing there. Yeah. And you don't see anything else. No people? There's other people here enjoying the... Some people go to the zoo with their families and enjoy what they see there. Because this is a civilized place and some people are trying to have a civilized world, Sabina. I don't understand. Yeah. That's clear. I think at this point I'm going to bring the compel to its full conclusion. What is the animal that looks most distressed? (laughs) I would say the elephant. Fuck. (laughs) What is the animal that looks the second most distressed? I'll look at the elephant and be like, I'm so sorry. There's a hippo. God, what is the animal with a size that is manageable that looks the most distressed? You go past and you see there are dingoes. All right, I'm going to pull some bacon out of my boot and kind of kneel down. And they immediately friend. Well, give me a trail craft check. Okay. (laughs) That one's dangerous. Did you hear it right at the end? (laughs) That's a four. Okay, yeah, they immediately start jumping and frenzying and like jumping on their little kick. Yeah, I, I start handing out the pieces of bacon. Okay, they eat heartily and furiously. Yeah, okay. What's the door to the cage look like? Just out of curiosity. Kind of like a prison door. Like, what's the, what's the lock situation? I would say the lock is a plus two. Alright. So a few skills you could use here. I'm gonna look around. I'm going to uh, I feel like I've said this a lot of people to do here today. Yeah. Is anyone looking <laughs> at me? <laughs> Riley's dingo up with bacon and set him loose. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Do you know does Sabina know what a dingo is? <laughs> they only eat babies when they're distressed because of their inhumane environment. I'm just gonna kinda casually try to lean up against it and pick the lock. Give me a stealth check. I got a one. I'm going to boost that. With? Got a rebellious streak, baby. That puts it at a three. All right. And you do. You do this. And you ka-chong. It's still chained up. One of them actually does notice. Like the ka-chong, you know, they like know when people come in to feed them and they like kind of look and they see you. I'm going to let a single dingo out. Single dingo. (laughs) 
Give me a reflexes check. You definitely pick the lock. You kind of take a moment and look around. Only a single dingo seems to have noticed. You real quick kind of creak it open, and the dingo slides right out, and you slam it as the other dingo realize what are happening, kind of jump up against the bars. I'm sorry. I'll come back for you. I promise. Snick the lock back on. And this dingo is here, and he's kind of like runs a circle or two around you. Why don't you give me another trailcraft check here? Yeah, I'm definitely using the bacon. He jumps up and eats the bacon out of your hand. I'll wrap a, a rope around him. Cool, yeah, you slip it around his neck. All right, buddy, quick. Don't look suspicious, all right? Just come. Come on, let's get out of here. And quick. he kind of follows along and is going with you. You're getting through, and as you're leaving, kid who's there is like, Look, Mommy, she took one of the cool doggies. No, no, this is my, my dog. <laughs> she screams. And like some mild sort of chaos starts to ensue as people are like, What? Like, what's going on? I look down at the dingo, and I'm just like, run! <laughs> and the two of you just haul ass. I get Squawk Blocker to kind of clear a path for us. Like, he, like, cuts down in front of us and is, like, squawking at people to get out of the way. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, let's do a... Skill challenge. <laughs> I couldn't resist doing this. Harlow put this in front of me. What's done is done. Yes. Oh, we are too deep in It now. is done. And I like that it is done. Yes, we need to <laughs> clear a path through the crowd. We need to bodily get out of the park. And we need to do this without getting caught. I will, I will be merciful and say these three things need to happen. You tell me what skills you're going to use to do these. I would like to use athletics. So getting physically out of the park is athletics? Yeah. Okay. I'll use stealth to try to like strategically kind of duck behind carts and elephants and stuff when the guards are out or whatever. Okay, sure. What yeah. skill do you think Squawker's going to use? Yeah, I think reflexes. Okay. Uh, so we've Squawk got... Locker gets a four on reflexes. All right. I got a five on athletics. Hell yeah. I got a four on stealth. Wow. Oh my God. Are you locking these in or boosting any of them? I, I feel like they're pretty good. I feel like I don't need to boost them. Yeah, I feel like also. Okay, locked. Loaded. And so, this small scene starts to ensue, and you and Dingo just run. And you're going through the zoo, and people are, like, sort of turning and looking. They're not sure, but you're running away from this chaos. So people are kind of adding it together in there. Also see, like, you've stolen a dingo. And you're running what? through. And what little security there is here at the actual zoo kind of takes a minute to be like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And they're, like, chasing after you. I think Squawk Blocker is flying sort of ahead of you and swoops up and comes back down and makes people literally, like, dive out of the way. And they're like, ah, dinosaur attack. Like, not realizing this is a connected events, you know. And it's just like, clearing a path for you guys. And you blast through, probably with an athletics of five, you would have to bodily, like, smash through the entryway, kind of, like, knock people over as you... There's, like, a little freeze frame of me, Squawk Blocker, and the dingo all in the air as we bust through yeah, the gate. as, like, Squawk Blocker's flying through and, like, pops a kid's balloon with his beak. And you guys blast through out into the city streets, and you kind of dodge and weave through the crowd and into a back alley and through a yard and behind a building, and you kind of stop and pant. And the dingo's like sitting there, like, <laughs> like excited and kind of trying to run. And on this makeshift leash, you've got him on. Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like we sniffing did. at your boots and shit, trying to get more bacon. We're gonna come back for the rest of them, all right? I gotta do this job first. And you can hear some people in the streets coming you hear like a constable's whistle like she must have gone down this way and they're like go down a side street and you completely succeeded in this 
in the skill challenge, and you stole a dingo from the zoo. Cool. <laughs> so I just want to make sure I understand what happened here. She's I think it's pretty clear. She goes, these animals are mistreated. I'm going to go steal one. <laughs> You're going to steal a pet dingo dog. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Uh, yeah. My dingo now. All right. Well, I'll head over to the ticket office then. You're just going to randomly walk around the city now with your stolen dingo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. I guess we'll get to that later. Okay. I mean, can I disguise him in any way? (laughs) He's a dingo. Put a trench coat on (laughs) and a new hat, and everyone's like, nice kid you got. (laughs) We're Kenobi one Kenobi, right? Oh, this? That's a different dingo. That's not the dingo from the zoo. So, we cut back a few minutes before then, and Teller Crawford is holding on for dear life with a very terrible ride check as Stomps McGillicuddy crosses zone after zone, charging down this street, and you come barreling hell for high water into this dead end here that ends in a terminus out of town. And he skirts to a halt and throws you fully from the saddle. Unfortunately, you're taking three physical stress. Oh, what on earth is wrong with you? <laughs> and people are like, whoa, you know, there's like a reaction from the people. This is not a quiet street. You're standing in front of a busy train station, you know. People are like coming up like, oh my, are you okay? What happened? What is the... Thank you. Thank you. I think I am. That uh, animal took off with me on its back. I, I, I was riding with somebody else who had a bit more experience. Why are you riding a bison? guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real honest with you, friend. I don't know. Is it friendly? There's like a small crowd kind of <laughs> gathering around you and stomps and stomps. It's kind of like, <laughs> like looking back I'd, I'd keep your distance from it right now. It seems to be a bit agitated. Overall, it is a relatively friendly creature. Still has like ribbons and wildflowers. <laughs> but also bits of debris <laughs> and stuff like a rib of a broken barrel is like tangled up in one of its locks. And you can see several people like st- stepping in front of children and, you know, man's like... Take a step back, mother. A couple of them, you know, put their hands on there, you know, where their hips are, like, ready to put this thing down if they need to. I don't, I don't think that'll be necessary. I don't think that'll be necessary, everyone. On your feet, chap, on your feet. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And a very dandy gentleman kind of helps you up. Tuxedo top hat. Well, uh, it's, it's caretaker should be here momentarily, I hope. Can it be tied up? Do you need to guard it? I can stay here with it for the moment. Thank you again. I appreciate your kindness. And you feel a nudge behind you, and it stomps. But he's kind of like nudging you a little aggressively. No, don't do that. What are you doing? Give me a trail craft check. I got a one. Okay. Okay. Which is surprising. You can tell that uh, he's antsy, and he's like not super cool with her just dipping out and leaving him with a stranger. I'm going to reach into my bag and give him a plus one of my food that I have. Nice. Okay. I will, I will say that boosts it to a plus three, your trailcraft, and you actually calm him down. There you go. And I'll pet his head as I'm feeding him. Mm-hmm. Nussles up, please. Strong. Then, you're fine. You're fine. As I dust off my suit. <laughs> and as if nothing happened, just kind of like walks over and goes near, near the hitching post where the other horses are. I'll hitch him up like you would a horse and kind of just lean up against him, cross my arms, and wait for... Uh, for Chantanel to get here. Okay, she got a plus four on her stealth check. Why don't you give me a awareness check? Plus three. And then she's there. Hey! Oh, all right, hello. I'm like holding the dingo under one arm. <laughs> what is that? This is Dingo Star. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. 
<laughs> he's gonna be traveling with us. Where did you get Bingo that? Stars, awesome. Don't worry about it. He's just with us now. Well, is you it, ready to get going? Is it friendly? Oh yeah. Well, if I'm, anyone asks, this is a dog. Also. All right. Well, I'm just gonna say Storm's got a little excitable. And oh, he does that. Yeah. Well, he he threw me for a pretty good loop. I think we're on good terms now. Oh, did you scare the teller? Did you scare the teller, you big boy? I'm like, yeah, I'm like rustling his fur. I will say it's every once in a while the good fear of Morgan does enter into my heart. And when I was on the back of Mr. Stomps here, it definitely was so. And he turns and it's almost preternatural. He winks at you. I think Just is a little unsettled by that. Stomps don't mean anybody any harm. Yeah, well, we should probably get a move on because Stomps ran through probably about, oh, I don't know, 70... uh, (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, let's let's definitely get a move on. Uh, me and Dingo are uh, also itching to get out of here. When you bring this thing on a train, where does it normally ride? Can it not ride on the train? I don't think Stomps. I was able to make a concession on that ship, but I'm going to guess the train isn't going to let Stomps Oh, Stomps, yeah. I mean, they usually have like well, a... Well, now you bring up a good point, too. Where are you going to put Dingo Star here? <laughs> growls yeah. as you, like, point at it, like, growls at your finger. I think, I mean, maybe they can both ride in, like, one of them, uh, you know, uh, cattle carriages or whatever. All right, well, I'm going to let you organize that. All I right. Got, I got our tickets. Yeah, let's do it. Just for shits and giggles, why don't you give me a finance change? <laughs> we'll just set it at plus two for two tickets to the Uncanny Valley. Hey. Success with a minor cost. You're able to get one ticket in, like, second class, and the other one is a cargo ticket. <laughs> Well, that's perfect. I can uh, be right in the back near uh, Stomps and uh, Dingo. Well, that might be for the best if you want to be with your animals. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then I'll take the first class ticket. You can have the one in stowage. If you need anything, though, come and find me. All right. We hop on that train, yo. Mm-hmm. As you're getting on, though, they're like, cool ticket. Um, you have to pay for the animals, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, has uh, the teller already left at this point? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he gets on the train and goes closer to the front, like in the nicer part of the train. And you're left to, like, get on with the baggage. And there are a few other people getting on with you, too. These are, like, super cheap tickets. All right. Well, I'm going to try to, like, barter with them. I imagine, you know, traveling with my animals is not unfamiliar to me. Right. So I, I would give it a try. And it's not like people don't do this. Right. Yeah. So it's a plus one to get them on board. Finance check. Success with a minor cost. I, I ride with the animals in the animal storage, so I don't have a seat or anything. <laughs> It'll create the aspect cramped quarters for you for this ride. So we'll go ahead and put that aspect on you. Go ahead and add that to your character sheet. You've got cramped quarters while you're making this ride. And you get in and hunker down, and they're bringing in baggage, and this train is almost full, hence not being able to get a bunch of good seats. And so people are hopping on, and it's filling up, and this is um, maybe a slice of life back home, but this is a very nice train, and you can tell it is incredibly modern, too. Just to be very happy of the modern amenities on the train in first class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, uh, like, cigarettes that they're offering that are decent. Don't mind if I do. And after 15 more minutes of people boarding, the train sets out full steam ahead. Out in the uncanny valley. The sun is up. We're a few hours forward in time. The the valley is alive. People are in the streets. There's some day drinking already. It's a rowdy, rough place. Rico Bon 
has walked away from Adelie Dufresne's uncanniest valley. A full belly, a loaded pistol, and a broken dream in his heart. (laughs) What's he up to? He's thinking he's thinking he shouldn't have done the right thing. (laughs) He might be just standing on the porch of her establishment and as he's smoking the last remnants of the cigarette he had upstairs with her he's like hearing them shuffle around boarding things up closing the doors and shutters and everything and you can see the person at the front gate is like eyeing you as you're like standing there she's trying to spit on you from the balcony (laughs) and he's just kind of smiling to himself and he's just like damn it but he's feeling pretty good. He's got a good payday that he just received. He tried to do the right thing. He warned her. And so he's probably going to go to his favorite watering hole, have a few drinks. He might pay for a bath since now he's back in the city. It's been probably a week or so. Yeah, he was on the trail of the uh, horse thief, right? Yeah. Okay. You wander out through the city. You're headed out to like the Ryle Bank, somewhere along here, the main strip, somewhere respectable. Or do you think his favorite watering hole is some hole in the wall in the back alley Probably a hole in the wall in the back alley because it's cheaper. Cool. It would be still in the cozy quarter. Any number of these kinds of places. Grungy vice holes. And not the kind you'd want. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty rough spots. They've got some stuff to sell and that's about it. What do you order? Probably whiskey, cigar. Right away, Mr. Dillon. They're used to you here. And then I would inquire about a bath. All of this will be a plus one. Finance check. All right. They get the bath drawn up for you. It's not fancy at all. They have one of those like tin tubs that they put down in the back room. They fill it with warm water, a bar of soap, about it. Yeah, and he'd probably just do that for the next hour or so, have some drinks. And then after he was done, after he finished his bath and everything, he would then take his payday and mail it, the other half of it. As you're leaving after your bath, you go out and you see that the bar has been emptied. And in there, at the bar, one elbow on it, is Red Weathers. And sitting at a table nearby him is Rhea Palmer. He's here, Rhea says. And Red slowly turns face you. If it isn't Mr. Talon, Red says. Pleasure to see you this fine morning. I say, I just stare him down. Well, as you know, loose lips talk in this town. Words getting around that you spent some time in the uncanniest valley. Is this coming to a point anytime soon? Sometime in the near future. But I thought I might enjoy my drink first with you. Oh, you enjoy that. And I just, just started walk right past him. <laughs> I, I would tip my hat to uh, his partner. Right, yeah. yeah she, right. And she gets up and stands in the way of the door. Okay. She's like, is it true? Did she hire you? And I just like, kind of look at her and... Miss Palma, Red says, is that any way for us to talk to our friend? She always sounds so threatening, don't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd like look back at him. What is this about? I want to know what she offered to pay you. For what? I, mean, I don't know if I have to roll for that. Or not, <laughs> but yeah. I think it's a personality check. This one. Okay. Oh, I'm really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rico Bon is filled to the gills with personality. <sighs> well, maybe she didn't, right? Huh. You worried I'm gonna snatch up another one of your jobs? There's plenty around in this city, and that wasn't what the visit was about. <laughs> He's just getting his dick wet. Raya says and like gets out of the way. It's a waste of our time, like I told you it'd be. All I wanted to know was well, why she didn't come to us. That's all, partner? <laughs> she didn't come to me. And he smiles like he's understanding. So then, how much is she paying you? <laughs> She's not paying me. And he'd take a shot of his whiskey and and Rico just leave. Inside the bar as you're like walking away. He's like, well then, Miss Palmer, it looks like we're going to have a job today after all. What sort of job? Just stop in the doorway and like, yeah. <laughs> come back in. Yeah. Well, now, Mr. Talon, what a pleasant surprise to see you here. 
To keep her safe from the teller, what do you think? Rhea says. If she's not paying you to protect her, she can pay us. Rico Bond would have a very sinister smile on his face. And then he would nod and he'd just keep walking. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a silence as you leave the bar this time. Except just Rhea says, fuck. (laughs) Awesome. Do you have anything else? I got nothing else other than sending off that, that letter. This is an okay time for us just on screen to acknowledge that the financial burdens that Rikabon has back home have some mechanical downsides. We don't need to go into them in depth, but he's got a... What's the opposite of an allowance? <laughs> um, <laughs> you go down and there is a PTC telegram office here. They have lines that run from here to port main And from port main they convert them to post and sail them back home and then convert them back into telegrams. Yep. You can also conveniently through the ptc easily like wire money yeah that's what i do man and we cut to adelie dufresne sitting in her high tower i think we could say it's what the girls have been at work locking the place up you didn't tell them to do anything specifically over the top so there's no skill challenge here but you do hear some light hammering going on down there too so you can see they're putting up a few light barricades mm-hmm furniture sort of scuffing around and you watch the town busy and colorful Adelie is gonna go inside and put on her deadliest dress <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Rabbit <laughs> yes. it's made of knives I was, I was just, just gonna, gonna say, say. <laughs> and uh, doll herself up make herself smell prettier I guess I don't know and then she's going to go downstairs and orchestrate the barricading then once they're all done she's gonna tell them to leave why don't you give me a personality check we'll see if you can put any more free uses on maybe she's born with it does it plus five yeah so plus, plus five I would say that does not succeed with style on putting free uses on a plus five, but it definitely succeeds, so you get a free use on there. And you wash off the perfume you put on before and put on something, you know. Different, yeah. Something whatever. more justice-y? I don't I know. Don't <laughs> you said you go down and oversee some of the... Okay, and you can see that over the main windows and the doors, they've actually, like, nailed planks up. And the girls that you sent home, they all still seem to be there. They all can take care of themselves, so. Twinkle Bella is there also, and she kind of shrugs. She says, I told him to leave. Um, Look, don't you mind those shotguns on the bar. Those are just for show. She says, I know you said no shots fired. Not a one. Uh, is the fitting girl there? Yeah. She'll just look at all of them like, you girls go on now. Are we going to be okay? If you leave. And if you don't skedaddle, I'm going to whoop your ass myself. You heard her now. It's not just me saying it, Twinkle Bella says. Get out. You too, Twinkle Bella. <laughs> she laughs. Adelie will give her a death stare. <laughs> you can see the other girls are at the front door and they're like, oh, we nailed it shut. <laughs> but Big John, show them out. <sighs> There's a back door. Big John is like corralling them out. She'll turn and just stare at Twinkle Bella. Who's like walked over to the bar and she's loading the shotguns. Girl, did I stutter? Did I? Look, I'm glad that you're trying to take all of this because it's your mess. And I'm, I'm right proud of you. She'd look at her like, you're full of shit. The thing is, is I don't have anywhere else to go either. Those girls don't either. They live here just like you. But they know how to take a walk. I guess I don't. Hey, if you go down, I go down. That's always been the deal. No, it hasn't. You don't know all the details. Are, are we not doing phrasing? <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no guarantee they won't come get you too if you know anything. Someone's going to have to run Uncanniest Valley in my stead. 
There's a reason why you've been my right-hand girl. So what, all of this has just been you grooming me to take over? I don't believe that. <laughs> why else would I have you here? Do you want to go back to your horn days? Why would I want to leave? I'm the boss here, just like you. These, these girls, they might live here and they might work here too, but this ain't them. I might have worked my way up back home, but the uncanniest valley? I hate to break it to you, Miss Dufresne, but it's ours. <laughs> you might own it. <laughs> she was like, bitch! <laughs> you but need I'm... to clarify your statement there, girl. <laughs> well, then I'll make it simple. I'm not leaving. Well, go to your room and lock the door. That I can do, she says. And she takes two of the shotguns with her, kind of like one over her shoulder and the other one just kind of like... And not a damn one of those are going to be fired. They're for show, like I said. She goes upstairs. Does Big John come back or... Mm-hmm. You know you can take a walk too. That's not what you pay me for. Big John, I don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> she laughs. I haven't hurt plenty before. She smiles. You go in your room too then. Fi holla, you know what to do. Well, if it's all the same to you, maybe I might just kind of mosey around. That's what you like to do, that's fine. She grabs a stein of beer and walks up. Kind of goes up to the, you know, next level, kind of just walking around, checking on the rooms and stuff. Adelie will go back up to her uh, balcony and she'll wait. As you do, there's a knock on the door. As you're, like, on the first floor, like, getting ready to go upstairs, there's a knock. Nail the door shut. (laughs) She'll go up to the door and yell through it, who is it? It's Mr. Weathers and Miss Rhea Palmer. We've come to avail our services to Madam Adelie Dufresne. Services for what? Why, for your protection. What do I need protecting from? And she would chuckle mid-sentence because she's aware that her thing's all boarded up. (laughs) Mighty fine decorations you've put up here on the inside of these windows. How do you know I need protection? Now, Miss Dufresne, you might be new to this town, but you've lived here long enough. Especially when you've done so much work to make yourself the center of so many conversations. Hmm. People love to talk about what's going on around here. After all, there's a quiet sense of community. It's one of the town's aspects. <laughs> and when we hear that a teller of the law is come to con, looking for one of our own, why, we're beset with troubles. Well, he ain't got no jurisdiction here. Who's going to help him enforce anything? Who's going to stop him? <laughs> a gun. And that's why we're here. Another voice says, Ray Palmer. These two are maybe not people you've necessarily even met before. But you know who they are. They have a reputation here. They are two of the three most successful working bounty hunters in town. They do securities work, too, and stuff. They're bodyguards for hire. You know that they get results. Could we come in and have a cup of coffee? We're just looking to chat. Well, go ahead and open the door. If you can figure that out, you can come on in. (laughs) Ellie would go upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear, like... What the hell? <laughs> it's nailed shut. Adley would tell Big John to like throw them down a little bag of coin. And she'll say, make sure you get the job and not miss a talent. <laughs> so you're paying them to go get hired by him? Mm-hmm. And she'll say, and then distract him a while for me. Okay. She says. Did I just ruin your, all of your plans? No. No. So. No. And you kind of see this play out. She goes to the second floor balcony, like a room that kind of opens up. She's like, hey. (laughs) Hey, down there. You two. And they're like standing on the porch like, what is wrong with this town? Everybody's acting crazy today. He's kind of like soliloquizing as they're like getting ready to leave. Um, (laughs) And, you know, Big John just like drops a purse down. And it's the plus two that you had. 
Yep. For starters, she says. The madam says, if you want to work, go find the teller. Make sure they hire you, because they'll need all the help they can get to get in here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, look at each other like, what the hell is going on right now? They're paying now? us to go get a job. <laughs> I, I don't believe I understand. <laughs> it says to like, picks up the money, kind of hefting it. You don't need to. This is some sort of trick. Not for you. So you want us... You want us to go find the teller and have him hire us to kick this door down and bring you to justice with him. <laughs> we'll talk about the rest later, but you're going to go get yourself a job with the teller. She say, you're supposed to sabotage his mission, and you can figure out a way to do that. I don't like this, Rhea says. I think I do understand. Now, Rhea, see here. And he's like, kind of <laughs> have this like little muttery conversation, putting the purse in his pocket. And he's like, I mean, we're basically getting paid to do nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> we agree, he says. <laughs> She's just like... <laughs> <laughs> they just have no idea. And they go off. <laughs> the train sets out. The train goes north, and it picks up speed slowly but surely as it goes. And it gets up to like 90 miles an hour. One of you two, I don't care who, give me a luck check. I got a three. Is a clean bill of health. Nice. The train goes north, and it drives through the province of Maine. This is very reminiscent of some of the more cultured and older tended areas of vega it's very green there are huge live oak trees plantation houses you can see sugar beet farms and like stuff that that only comes from Khan. so you you just kind of fly north you go through the province of maine which is vega controlled and being colonized is sort of jointly between the ptc and vega and then after that is the ryle wetlands to your left there's like these hills and mountains and the ryle river is right on the side and the land eventually falls away and you're on this steep hilly embankment on the left and then mountains come up and you go up over this rise eventually and through these trees and the valley opens up before you guys the foliage is new and there are strange colors in the trees some of them have red leaves there's like purple grass in areas there are dinosaurs herds of dinosaurs off in the distance the valley itself is about like a hundred miles across so you can't see all of it but like this is teeming morgan's beauty does stretch everywhere in this world and there are majestic mountains looming off on all sides of this as you come in and the rile is picturesque and it is well settled there's smaller railroad lines branching out all over you can see smaller hamlets and roads sort of connecting all these different places do i have a window can i see anything (laughs) I don't think so. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking this whole time. You're just back there and it's like hot and you're sweating. Sounds trying, cool out there. Trying not to pass out. Okay, you hear mountains going by. Like, am I able to get back to her car from where I am? Yeah, with a little effort, I think. Okay, I'd like to head back there. Maybe on the last hour, then, you know, however I were to go, I'll, I'll, I'll head back. And you go through these carts and they are, as you go back, a look for a lower and lower class. And you get through past that into the sort of cargo area. And as you're going, you can see big crates of stuff moving up. You can see there's some animal cars you have to go through. And tucked and sprinkled in here are families and other individual people who are trying not to make eye contact with anyone as they're riding uncomfortably. It's super hot and it smells really bad back here, too. Is my food that I got from there still good? I'd assume it's still okay. Yeah, it's still okay. If there's a family that looks like they're maybe a bit famished, I'll give them one of my plus one foods. Okay. Yeah, why don't you take that down then? You get that little window pops up and it's like you gain karma. <laughs> um, but no real in-game 
benefit. No, of course not. Okay, just checking. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just wasting you guys' survival goods on these yeah, fucking cool. nameless NPCs. I fed bacon to a bunch of dingoes, so I can't really. <laughs> but you got something out of it. There you go for the travels. Thank you. Tell her. They like see your insignia. This is something we glossed over. I feel like other than the book, which is enough, there would be some sort of visible insignia that you have, like a badge or yeah, a pin yep, or yeah, something. Yeah, like on my lapel for my suit jacket, I imagine. Could be maybe not a tin star, but like a scales mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yep. And they would be, you know, bowing their head, and and you kind of are gathering this small little flock <laughs> here. Pass out food. I would say even the plus one doesn't go to that one family, but you take a plus one and kind of passing it out as you're going, giving people food, and almost everyone here slurps it up immediately and are following you for communion and stuff. I, I would say you have a couple dozen people by the time you get back to her area and you see her, and he has like a flock of waifs behind him who have like poached egg stains on their chins. <laughs> How's the trip? How, what? Good. Who? Who's this then? These are some people that I met that were in need here on the train with us. I'm Jim. I'm Susan. I'm Margaret. I'm, I'm like, ball. This I'm is Gareth. Bruce. This I'm is Tracy. Tyler. Yeah, I'm Tyler. Uh, I feel like the scene when you walk in, I've created like a mini agility course that I'm trying to like lead Dingo through. <laughs> like getting him to jump over stuff. Just going so badly. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you're not necessarily a person that follows a particular faith but I'm about to take communion, and I thought you might like to join us at least for that, seeing as what we're about to perhaps head into. I appreciate the offer, and if there's food on the table, I'm happy to partake, but I'm not a particularly religious person, as you know. Why don't you come on over, sit down, we'll have some food, and you can at least listen. Fair enough. All right, now I'll go ahead and and do the the sacraments. So you have to, is this a skill challenge? Mm -hmm. You have three things you need to do. Three separate skill checks. You have to stir the listeners up. Uh, personality, I think. Let's do personality. Yep. Personality mm-hmm. plus five. We have to keep their attention. Maybe awareness to like see if I'm losing someone to kind of pull them back into the message. Okay. I would think with your stunt, too, there's some synergy there. You'll get plus two on that awareness check. Perfect. And you have to prove that you're worth listening to. So I'd probably say, I mean, hope. Yeah, so let's go ahead. I'll do the hope check. Ooh, oh, no. not great. Can I use my, maybe he's born with it, one free use? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so boost that to a four. Yeah, I'll do that, because I think to, in order to apply both of them to everyone, I just need a plus three mm-hmm. on everything, so. That is correct. You create two special aspects on yourself and your congregation. It lasts for up to two scenes afterwards. Sabina did say she willingly did not participate, so unfortunately yeah. these don't apply to you. Yeah. He starts sermonizing, though. Give us a little sound clip here. Everyone, sometimes we will move into situations that we're unaware of. All of us on this train are heading somewhere new, somewhat dangerous. But in times like these, I enter the sanctuary of Morgan, and I find his hope and generosity guides me through these trying times. And sometimes hope comes from places that we don't expect. And as we enter into some, some darkness, I would just ask that Morgan lights and guides our way. Amen, Tyler. Amen, Jeffrey. You feel steeled and filled with resolve, and the strength of the congregation that you've created out of nothing is exactly true to Morrigan's words, that justice starts small and it ends unifying the world. And Chanterelle is... Very softly rolling her eyes. Um, And even as you do, though, you can't deny he's good. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I hope all of you go on a, on a good journey after this. And, uh, you know, if we see each other in town, don't be a stranger. 
It's so nice to know that law is coming to the valley. Of course. And I'll pat him on the shoulder. And you hear the whistle of the train. And you can feel the brakes engage. I'll look at Chanterelle. I think that's our stop. I pick up Dingo Star under one arm again. This time Dingo is still a wild dog and he is frisky and dangerous and he makes a melee attack against you. What do I roll for this? Uh, Melee. Opposed melee. That is one frisky Dingo. That is very frisky. (laughs) Well, he's very frisky. Holy shit! He bites your hand off? Oh my god! Important to remember, people, that dingoes are dangerous wild animals. Australian Wildlife Association has paid us <laughs> to tell the dangers. I know we've had a lot of fun here today, but I just wanted to stop in and say that <laughs> dingoes are wild animals. Mm-hmm. And you should never steal an animal from a zoo unless you're prepared to have your hand bitten off by it later on. Yes, that's that is true. What are you What are you working with though? Your timer is up. What do you do? Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna re-roll it. Okay, cool. um, yeah, that's smart. So I will re-roll it on my pets or my family. All right, that's a zero. That's better. <laughs> I think I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna take the stress on that one. Just have a big old dog bite on my arm. Yeah, oh he my is good lord! On your sleeve, and she's trying to pretend nothing's happening. It's just like dingo, dingo, stop it! Are you all right? I'm I'm fine. This is fine. You know, growing pains. I look at you, and then I look at the animal. I don't. It's all good. Let's go. Morgan will protect us. Tell her. Fear no evil. That's right, Sam. Fear no evil. Let's go. You know, and one of the kids like goes to put their hand out, but like their parents like, we're not that. We, we don't. Are. We don't not fear it that much. Yeah, wait. Like, we're gonna fear that evil son. No, no, it's fine. He's friendly. I promise. No dead children. Next scene. <laughs> no, and you get back up to your where you belong. And wow, wow. Well, I'm just saying, like, with the people wow. who have money and like have jobs and stuff, and that's the where you go. <laughs> The people whose society gives a damn about. You sit with them. Yeah, you sit with those people. And uh, the people that matter. Yeah, and the train eventually does slow down to quite a crawl to like 25 miles an hour as it makes its final approach. And you guys come in here and uh, dock with the train station. Oh shit, what do you call it? Uh, the train drops anchor. It pulls up. <laughs> it pulls up at the station. Yeah, trains do that. And they drops open anchor. The- <laughs> That's actually, yeah, that is. They drop it, you know, a mile before and then yeah. they just drag it until it stops. They have stops. to rebuild the track every time the train goes. This is why it only runs once a day. <laughs> um, no, the train comes in. It pulls into the station in its final screeching, jerky um, approach. Whoa. Ascent. That's actually the other way that they stop it is the train just goes vertically up. (laughs) It's like it does the Superman (laughs) fucking Six Flags. These trains here. Oh, man. It's a big part of why they call it the Uncanny Valley. It's a giant U-track sticking up into the air. So no, but the train does make it to the station. It doesn't explode. It doesn't go up in the air. It just stays a regular train, and it does what it's supposed to do by pulling up. (laughs) And everything was normal, and everyone applauded how smoothly the approach went, and everyone knew the right words to say. And the train stops, and you guys are in the uncanny valley. The train station here is weirdly small and just like the train opens up and everyone dumps out there's not that many people here waiting to go home they come in droves and leave much slower shall we head to our destination i think we should the constable told me it's a business by the name of the uncanniest valley 
Yeah, I suppose we'll find uh, find the business establishment that we're looking for. Excuse me. I just pull over a random person. Do y'all know where we can find the uh, uncanniest valley? Give me a lot check. No. They're eyeing you like one of a million deranged hillbillies that live here. That's a minus three. <laughs> they run, screaming. What? What? What did I... Bingo. Let's go to uh, another, perhaps a uh, watering hole, and we'll ask there uh, so as to not disrupt these these fine people here on the streets. Sure, okay. As you're waiting and they're bringing your meager bags off, they're like bringing it to you. A man approaches. He's wearing a PTC uniform, but he has a cowboy hat on too. He's an older gentleman who's handsome in a kind of craggy and well-worn way. I respect that. I relate to that. And he makes you feel safe, but not too safe. It didn't. <laughs> and he has a name tag on that says the porter. And he's like, I was wondering if you would actually show up. And here you are. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And he sticks his hand out. I'll stick my pleasure to meet you. Most folks just call me the porter. Well, Mr. Porter. Well, tell her. I can't tell you how much it makes my heart sing to see some law coming to the valley. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Porter. Don't get too attached to me now. Of course, I knew it was too good to be true that you'd be coming to stay. But even just you being here for the first time, it means the days of the bounties coming to a close. If one teller of the law comes here, it means it's just a matter of time for another does. Excuse me, Mr. Porter? Yes. You know who I can talk to about uh, unethical uh, treatment of menagerie residents? <laughs> uh, he looks at the... Dingo. Mr. Porter, just, it's all right. We're here, we're looking for someone in particular. You know, funny thing, so's the PTC. Looking for somebody just this morning. Stole a dingo from the zoo. Kind of gives her a dubious look. Oh, wow. That's, someone stole, how could you, that's impressive. And he kind of grins in the corner of his mouth. He says, you wouldn't have anything to do with that, would you tell her? I did not have anything to do with a stolen dingo. I can assure you the teller is an upstanding citizen. Neither of us would ever try to steal from the PTC. Uh, but he does lean in and says, Your secret's safe with me, but you might want to be careful out here because some towns, like Port Maine, they like to strut around with a lot of peacock feathers. They're pretty soft underneath. Here in the valley, well, you'll find that those that strut, they sting too. As long as they treat their animals right. Be warned. Thank you for the morning, Mr. Porter. Says, well, if you ever have any questions about things that go on around town, I'm something of a local guru on everything. Reveals one of his aspects to you. Well, that about wraps it up. <laughs> if you have any other questions. Well, I, I did have one question. Of course. Do you know where I could perhaps locate an individual uh, by the name of Adley Dufresne? Well, I'll be Adley Dufresne, huh? Yes, sir. You've come all this way just to... Sample the local talent, have you, Taylor? <laughs> Those days are long gone for me, Mr. Porter. But I, I do thank you for taking a look at me and thinking that I would be up to such a task. And he kind of chuckles. He's an older fella, too. <laughs> you know, your dick still works when you're 45, right? <laughs> you're 45? I, I hope so. <laughs> you just said you were too old to fuck. <laughs> so, just as not too old for that, but he's implying too old for... Prostitution. Prostitution. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And such a grand spectacle, too. Like, she's like a world-class escort yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. He would say, yeah, well, most folks know where to find her. She's made herself fairly easy to find. The question isn't finding her. It's affording her. I see. 
But I'm sure a man of the cloth has come with an ample-sized purse to get his mission done. Yes, indeed. You'll find her in the cozy corner. There's a bigger, more prominent brothel called Mama Pajamas. Right next to it, you'll find the uncanniest valley. That's Madame Dufresne's place. Well, I appreciate the information very much so. And if you don't mind, before we leave town, after maybe I do a little business, I wouldn't mind sharing a drink with you, Mr. Porter. He says I would be honored. Very good, then. We'll set up a time anywhere that I could find you in particular when I want to seek out this drink. I live here at the station. All right. Well, then I'll come and find you when the time is right. And you look around and give me an awareness check. I got a four. I got a four on my awareness. Okay, cool. You look around and you don't see anyone else wearing a PTC uniform in this train station. You don't see any other porters or baggage handlers or ticket vendors or anything. You just see the porter. Are you the only PTC representative here, Mr. Porter? He nods. That's interesting. I thought they would have had more presence here. (laughs) He laughs. He says, well, when it comes to train work, the PTC's had a few hiccups. Can you do an awareness check on him to see if he's lying to me? Sure. I got a five. Cool. No, he doesn't Uh, seem like he's lying. It seems like there's maybe more to that story, but he says, and to be honest with you, Teller, the incoming traffic's a beast, but the outgoing, well, turns out just me can handle it. All right. Well, it's good to know we have some people around here that are looking for justice. And I appreciate you introducing yourself, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that drink. He nods. And he says, ma'am, now if you're looking for a place to take care of those animals, I'd advise you stay away from Northgate Stables. They won't take kindly to your kind amount. But the Uncanny Stables, you'll find that bison's right at home. Thank you, uh, sir. You're oddly accommodating for a PTC man. We ain't all bad. Some of us just honest folks trying to make a living. Don't I know it. Kind of finger my indentured servitude coin. Yeah, he did his hands in yeah. his pocket too. Like, yeah. Lord, help me one day at a time. Yeah, I'm like, aha. <laughs> like, do I like conceive of that that he's not an employee so much as also an indentured servant like myself? Give me an awareness check. Okay, that's a three. Yes, and yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Then we're like buds. Yeah. And you guys gather your stuff up. Takes a little time, but the porter gets the animals one by one off the train. So by the time you're done, it's about one o'clock. Shall we get going? Yes. And I'll take you aside. How, how do your animals do when, when we put this lightly gunfire? Squawk does pretty good. Stomps, on the other hand, he's a big target and it's hard for him to... Well, I'm just saying, you know, missions like this can sometimes get ugly. And I don't want to see anything happen to your friends. None of us would want anything like that. Oh, God, where'd you come from? A voice calls out. <laughs> and standing sort of at the platform next to you, you see two other people. You guys didn't notice them coming in as you're, like, talking and stuff. Latimer, Red Weathers, and Rhea Palmer. Red is dressed very well. He's got a suit on, nice vest, good colors. It's well-groomed. It fits him well. He's got, like, a gunslinger's hat and a cowboy hat. Like, Rhea is obscenely armed. and She's kind of leaning up against a barrel, just kind of looking hard making awareness checks on both of you. And the other man is like, what's well, a pleasure to see that you made it here and all in one piece. No trouble on the train ride, I hope, Teller. It was no trouble at all, and it would seem that we have quite an entourage of people here waiting to meet me. Says, well, when a teller of the law comes to the valley, it tends to make of an impression. <laughs> yes, I would imagine so. And your name is... My name is Mr. Latimer Weathers, but most folks just call me Red. This here is my partner and my best friend. She's like, we're not best friends. (laughs) Miss Rhea Palmer. I'll tip my hat to her. Red, I'll hold up my hand. And he takes it. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Teller. You know, I'm a fellow lawman myself. Back in the mainland on Vega, I was a marshal. All right. 
understand. The you state- serve? I did not serve, but you see, the draft ended right before I was old enough to be called. But I have served Vega in other ways. Continued to serve this island. Excellent. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Red. And a pleasure for both of us to announce that we're here to help. Yeah, I had awareness of that as well, because that's odd. I got a four on my awareness. He got a five on his personality check. Just is pretty trusting, like, on the face of things. So. Man, he seems on the up and up. This is not the first time someone's tried to glom on and be like, I can also be an important person. Look, I'll help you. Yeah, I mean, Just has run into this before <laughs> when he goes to smaller towns and things like... And to him, like, Uncanny Valley is small. Like, it's like, yeah, this is tiny. Like <laughs> Provincial. I would certainly appreciate any help that we can get, especially from, from people who honor and uphold the law. We are businessmen. You understand? We run a securities firm. Of course. Well, we would be happy to be employed by the church. Well, that's fine. I mean, our reach is not as vast here as I would certainly like, and I'm willing to accept the, any of the help that I can get. And Red, I tell you what, you know, I can put in some good words for you back home as well. I can't make any promises, but I can definitely see about getting some payment out here for you, too. I'm going to step forward. Yeah, and as you step forward, she, like, lightning fast falls to her gun really quick. Mm-hmm. Like an instinct kind of thing. Yeah. And be like, now what do y'all know about the teller's mission? Shanter Alberta, by the way. I'm looking only at Rhea. My apologies. This is my partner. Ma'am. Red says. And Rhea's just eyeing you. She says, we've heard that you've come for her. Is it true? Now, Miss Palmer, we don't need to pry into their business. We just came here to offer them a warm welcome and let them know we're here for them if they need it. Is it? She says, like looking at both of you. Forgive her. She forgets her manners from time to time. But you can see he's like waiting for you to answer the question. <laughs> well, that might depend on who she is. <laughs> they, they both just like look at you like, come on, lady. I look at the teller. That is accurate. We're here for Adelaide Dufresne. <sighs> you know, Red looks like, ooh, that's a doozy kind of thing. And Ray just nods. You'll be sad to know she's boarded up her business like a fortress. Armed to the teeth. My, but it would be impossible for just the likes of two, even two in a bystander, to take that place. If only you had ready, able guns for hire. And he, like, you know, kind of taps his fingers on his gun holster, you know. She knows we're coming. Or it's gotten around, she says. It wasn't spread by us, you understand. We've just come to hell. Of course. Well, I'm hoping to speak with Adelie as opposed to firing guns at each other. Well, that's great news. <laughs> he says, less gunfire means an easier payday for everybody, am I right? Uh, that is absolutely right, Red. She says, that might not be possible. She's got quite the silver tongue herself. Well, why don't you all make sure that I got some backup and I'll handle the silver tongue. I have something of a metallic tongue myself. If we can get her to run, tell her. I can track her. Well, honestly, I'm really hoping it doesn't come to that. Who but you look like you could, he says. She's quite good at what she does. And she looks like she was born outside. She's very rustic. And he, <laughs> he makes a metal attack rustic. against you. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What's that supposed to mean? You got something against the outside? <sighs> Why? I didn't mean anything. Tell her you sure you want to deal with these people? Sure you don't want to steady your hand at your side? Ray says. I think we're all fine here. I think we can work together on this mission. Now, Mr. Red and his accomplice have come here to help us. And I don't see any reason why, if people are willing, law-abiding, justice-seeking people, 
if they're willing to help us, I think that's fine. And he puts like a hand up and a hand on his chest and he says, I assure you, Miss Burdock, I meant no harm. We're all friends here on the same side of the law. Partner looked awful tense when we brought up that we were here for Miss Dufresne. I don't know you, she says. I don't know you, so why are you throwing insults on my name? I meant no such thing. I, I assure you, Miss Burdock. Tell you what, you don't need to hire us right now. Go ahead, ask around town. Take your time. We've got nothing but good references. And he gives you like a list of people like we've worked for him, we work for them, we work for the bank, we work for the PTC, we work for the judge, we work one time, one time we work with Rico Bontalan, but you don't need to talk to that guy. Rico Bontalan. The only person, you only mentioned him by name out of all the lists you just gave me. Something I should know about him? Gotta look like, oh shit, <laughs> like uh, he's a mad dog. Mad dogs. They can be dangerous. Is he affiliated in this town? I, I look at Dingo. <laughs> That's I'm just thinking back to the train. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Mr. Red. My plan was to get off this train and go find her right now. I'm not a man who wastes time. I think that might be unwise for you to make a move without a seasoned hand. Can I do an awareness check? When I mentioned Rico Bond, is he like visibly like... Yeah, you can tell he's like flinches for a moment, but then he's like, that man's dangerous. A fellow bounty hunter, but you want to stay away from him. Is he's he going to be a problem for our mission? Not if you don't hire him. Well, I won't need to hire him. I already have you two. Now that's what I like to hear, Dale. He says, and he puts his hand out to like shake. Yeah, I'll shake his hand. Of course, I understand if you need to send for your payment. That's plenty fine. Says the word of a teller is good enough for me. Ain't that right, Miss Palmer? As long as he comes through. Well, we'll see what we can do. I might do uh, just what you recommended. Maybe take a little stroll around town, talk with a few people. Where can I reach you at if I need to connect with you? Oh, you'll find our office in the Waterfront District. Oh, very nice. You have your own office. I like that. Says, well, we've found a home here. There's a lot of work for us to do, a lot of criminals to bring in. Very good. Well, then, we're going to take a little uh, little stroll, and I will come and find you soon. I'll await your visit, Teller, and yours, Miss Burdock. And again... I apologize if my words seem barbed. I merely meant to say, you seem a woman about her task. You seem like a man who was born inside. And Freya's like, <laughs> well, uh, well, I was. <laughs> Come on. Tip my hat to both of them. Did, did, Time for some Foley noises. Did Rico Bond's name bring up anything? I was. Yeah, I think Chanterelle was like, why are you asking too. about this rando? Yeah. <laughs> what was all that about that Re- Von Rico? Re- Rico. Rico Bond. He's a... Uh, I served with him. We were both in the war together. I haven't heard his name for a long time. He's a good soldier. I knew they were liars. Well, now let's not go to conclusions here. I haven't seen Rico in a long time, and, well, people change. But I am curious now to maybe see if he's about. If you have a connection with him, I think he's a safer bet than those two. I would agree with you. But again, we need to find him first. I knew a good men of people that were fine soldiers in the war, but afterwards, well, they weren't so fine. I know what you mean. You were a little too young to have served. I had three brothers who all served. Well, sorry to hear that. Two of them are still alive out there somewhere, but none of them were the same. That's why I apologized. I think Just would head to a prominent-looking bar. And as you're walking along, singing your song, Side by side. You go up the rail bank, like I said, this main little stretch here. And you see very prominently displayed signage sticking up on top. And there's a very tacky wooden shaped sign that proudly proclaims this bar to be the glistening clam. Ew. 
Yikes. It is centrally located. It is by far the biggest looking establishment. It looks like a sort of, this is the main bar kind of place. This is the big bar. This is the nearest one you see on this strip as far as a watering hole to start at. Tell her, do you think we're in any danger if she knows we're coming? Well, I would say there's a possibility. All right. I'll warn you up front. I'm good with a rifle, but I'm less good in an active firefight. Well, I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Maybe we could split up and I could watch from afar. Make sure there's no danger approaching you. I think that might be a good idea. I'll head in. And through batwing doors you swing, you can hear a piano playing. There's some people singing along with it. It's like a rag, like a song that you've probably heard back in the mainland somewhere. That's a good song. (laughs) There's a lot of people here day drinking. Prospectors cashing in like claims they found that are just like, you know, it's their payday. They're on the schedule all their own. This might be a little jarring compared to the flow of a city and the way we're used to. Yeah. Civilized Vega. Yeah, I feel like Just would stand there listening to music, seeing the piano playing. He'd be teleported back to the war, sitting in a bar right after a victory. Pretty nice. artillery yeah. shell doubles up half of the bar. <laughs> and it rocks him back to the present. Ooh, all right then. Cool flashback. <laughs> Yeah, you're back, and it's like hillbillies and a couple dozen people. And sort of standing on top of one of the tables, you see a big, bold man. I think once I've got stomps tied in, I'd like to slip in also and just kind of take a seat in the corner of the bar. Yeah, most folks call her Strider. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You see a big man standing up on the table. And they're like, and then what did you do, Mr. C? He's like... Well, what do you think I did? I had one bear to my left, one bear to my right. What would any man do? And one of them's like, shit their pants! And like people laugh. He's telling, talk to like a crowd of people. And there's, like I said, standing on the table, showy display. And he's like, well, I killed the man bear and I took the woman one home for my wife. And everyone starts crapping. And they're like, that really how that happened? He's like, no, you idiot. And he points up to the wall and there's two bear heads. He's like, it's how I got those. And this, and he like pulls his shirt open. He has a big like scar across his chest. This is a large, flabby Viennese man. And you can see his aspect here. He's built like a brick shit house. And you get the sense of him also. He's a rough yet refined saloon owner. And he's like buttoning his shirt back up and everyone's laughing. And he's like, oh, well, drink up, boys, drink up. I'll walk over to him clapping. Well, sure you understand the need to keep the crowd entertained, huh? <laughs> Don't I ever. <laughs> My eyes don't deceive me, do they? It depends what they're seeing. They're seeing a teller of the law here in my bar. Well, then your eyes do not deceive you. And he comes in and gives you like a giant bear hug. Uh, Hugs you up off your feet. Oh, why good? Oh, why right, then? I see you're happy. Well, I hope you're happy. Bless my stars. It is good to see this touch from the mainland. And he is strong like a bear, too. Oh, my. Yeah, he like cracks your back as he picks you up. Oh, boy, there we go. Like as it picks you up off your feet, sets you back. I up. needed that after the long train ride. I feel limbered up. Sorry about the friendliness. It's just I oh, like to make everyone feel like they're at home. I, I will honestly, I'll take friendliness over aggressiveness any day of the week. Can I make an awareness check as I'm sitting in my little corner Mm -hmm. of like people looking at the teller and how they're looking? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, because I was hoping you'd be the eyes in here. That's a three. Um, Chanterelle, what's your EMAS? And it goes to the like predator thermal vision. (laughs) You can see uh, range. There's some awe. There's some fear. There's some general uneasiness. There is some respect. 
There's some muttering. And no, like, active threats from anyone that I can see. Not that you can see, but you can see some people who do look unhappy. And some other people who just aren't even paying attention. I'm going to kind of try to keep that awareness up. I'm looking for new people who come in or people who are looking threatening. Sure. But he says, what brings you all this way? I've heard people talk, but you never can tell, huh? Well, two things, really. Do you have someone we could talk in private? Of course. Very good. And I'll, I'll look back at... Mm, say now. And he kind of tenses up. You're not here for me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. I'm not here for you. I assure you. <laughs> I know. I haven't done anything wrong. And you pick up one of his other aspects. He knows the value of humor. I like that. Just a little joke. But it is, of course, anything. If you are here for an investigation, tell her I- I'm happy to help. I-, I appreciate that. And if we could chat, uh, that would be much appreciated. And he elbows you fairly hard in the ribs. And he's like, the glistening clam is open to you, tell her. You can drink on the house, of course. And then one of the guys is like, hey, Mr. C said the drinks are on the house. <laughs> and Mr. C picks up like a empty glass from a table you guys are by and just like throws it at the dude's head. And it's like... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Just for the teller. Gotta keep him in check. Of course. Come. And he goes like through the bar in the back and into an office. Mostly just count my money back here. (laughs) Don't like to brag, but I'm kind of important to this town. I can tell everybody out there seems to respect you quite a lot. Well, this is the place to be. Most nights, this place comes alive. I mean, in the day, you get a lot of the hillbilly swag in here. Cashing in their claims from a night of gambling and got spending money the next day. But at night, the respectable folks come out, and it's a, it's a real fun time. It looks like a fun time even right now, and I commend you for running such an outstanding operation here. Well, did you, did you want to talk in my office about staying here? Because <laughs> we can just do that out there. No, I'm looking for two people that I'm interested in finding. I'm looking for an Adley Dufresne and a Rico Bontalan. He gets up and walks over and locks his office door. For the same thing? You're looking for both of them? <laughs> two, different, <laughs> two different reasons. I'm a busy man. He almost seemed protective for a minute. Is he gonna, gonna hurt her? You know, I always knew that Mr. Talon was no good. He might have brought people in who broke the law. And he leans in close, but he hurt them. And they say... He heard him, and he liked it. Now, I don't like to spread stories, but... I'm gonna write now. I'm gonna write now. <laughs> and he spins this yarn about a pretty shady deal Rekobon worked maybe a year ago, where he was hired to bring somebody in alive, and he brought him back in dead, and he was not supposed to bring him back in dead, and there was, like, a lot of eyebrows that he was just basically hired to murder this guy. And that's not quite how it's supposed to work. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, who's gonna stop him? So here he is. Do you know why Rico Bond's here, of all places? He's here for <laughs> He's here for the same reason any of us are, to become rich. I see. Was he doing bounty work? He calls it that. The hanging judge calls it that. I Some see. folks like to just call it murder. Yeah, well, it's good then that I talked with you. Do you know where he frequents? Whorehouses, gambling dens, the bottom of a whiskey barrel, or the open range on the tail of some dangerous maniac. I see kind of throw a dart at the board and start there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that information. Now let's switch topics a little bit. Ms. Dufresne. The gears are turning in his head. He's like, well, of course, if you have more questions, I'm happy to help however I can. Adelie Dufresne, she lives in the uncanniest valley. It's a pretty classy brothel. All right. Well, uh, I thank you for that information. That's very helpful. Do you know where where I could find the uncanniest valley? He marks it on your map. (laughs) Thank you. Just is just trying to trying to 
just half trusts red. Like there's a half trust there. Uh, and so he just wanted to confirm. You know, he's confirming that like, okay, everything that Red told him is in fact true. What can you tell me about Mr. Red? Red Weathers. Yes. He talks too much. <laughs> and he doesn't drink enough. I don't what are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> Do I like him? No, I think he's a pain in the ass. Well how would you rate his trustworthiness? I don't much care for the man, but he's done fine work here. Man of the law? More PTC law than you might like these days, but I suppose they take what they can get. All right. Well, I thank you very much for all of your information. And I appreciate your taking the time to talk with me. Now, out there, you said that maybe there could be a room on the house for me? Did I say that? <laughs> he says kind of glinting at you. Why don't you give me a personality check? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say there was a room on the house. No, I know he didn't. <laughs> Got an ego of three. I'll, I'll boost off of my aspect. I'll, I'll use a fate point and boost off of maybe he's born with this. You get a four. He grins. He says, I like you, Teller. Ronaldo Cacciatore. Ronaldo? Just Crawford. Pleasure, Teller Crawford. Of course, you're free to stay here. It's just you, right? Yes. He kind of, you know, sits down in his chair and it creaks like noisily. And he's like, hey. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to peruse the town a little bit, but I'm sure I'll be seeing you shortly. He just nods, grinning. All right, you take care of yourself now. And yourself as well. Mind that lock there on that door. Yep, I, yep, thank you very much. And I'll, I'll open the door and head out. And he puts his feet up on his desk and his hands behind his head as he's like, sees you out. He's like, tell her. I'll head out. I'll follow an appropriate amount of time afterwards. And I'll wait outside for Chanterelle to come out. What do you say? Well, he confirmed a lot of the things that Mr. Red told us. Adley Dufresne is at the uncanniest valley in the location that he had confirmed. And he had moderately good things to say about Mr. Red. He said that he's a man of the law. I'm more interested at this point, though, at the moment. I'd like to find Rico Bond, if we can. Sure, I'm happy to have you take the lead on this. Again, I'm willing to provide whatever services I can, but honestly, it seems like she's not really hiding, so... It does seem that way, which is odd. Because it seems as though, at least from what Mr. Red told us, that she knows we're here. He also said that her place has been boarded up. Boarded up, and like, yeah... yeah. And that it would take more than, than two people to get in. All right, well, let's see if we can find Rico Bond. I, I think for just at this point, now it's become like a, a lost soul case. Like Rico Bond oh is now lost, and he's like, oh, I got to find him. Like, I, you know, I got to bring that soldier back to Morrigan. Lost sheep, you need to bring him back to the flock. Yep. The last thing you heard about him was after that, after you guys were sort of detached from each other, he went through the Battle of Tacopal. It was a three-day shell fest where there were less than a dozen people left alive total at the end. And it was a Vega victory, but it was a, an extremely fearic one. And Ricoban was a survivor, and he was given medals and sort of named a war hero for it after that. I don't think that would be the last thing you heard about him. Yeah. I'd like to see then if I can, if I can track down Ricoban. Okay. <laughs> He gave you some sort of ideas. The Mr. Ketchatori did not know where Ricoban lives, so he couldn't sure. tell you yeah. to look there. But you go, give me an awareness check as you guys kind of start either asking around or just looking for him. I got a four. Cool. And you start going to all these brew houses that are small and podunk and watering holes, like you called them, and maybe an opium den even, and start asking around. And people in this neighborhood, they know Ricoban, and they would refer you to the bar that he was at. He normally hangs out there. If he's not there, he's at his house. All right. Thank you very much. And we'll, we'll head there. Yep. This one is much smaller. I would say it's not too much bigger than this room. You know, you come in and it's 
this one's dank. This room, it smells mildewy. The walls are, you know, it is a poorly constructed building. They um, let you smoke indoors here. Totally, totally. And there's like <laughs> peanut shells all over the Hell ground. Yeah. It's like pretty rough in here. Is Ricoban here? Is he he left. I think he, I think he's at his house. Okay. And you go to this place and it's a hole. You come in and you're like, oh shit, even just walking through the door, you feel like your suit's going to get dirty. <laughs> and here, everyone looks like you're out of water here. This is like a back alley pot shop in the slummiest slum and everybody's looking at you and the bartender says i think you got the wrong place uh, i'll take a quick glance in the room don't see rico i'll i'll tip my hat i think you're right sir <laughs> and i'll i'll go ahead and and uh take my leave and you kind of pass her she's like sitting just inside what do you do um because you can come in and they don't yeah, I look like I belong here you for look sure. Like <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll tip my head at the uh, bartender. Money's up front. He says, "What do you want?" Uh, information, if you got it. Money's up front. Uh, I'll try to produce some coin. I think I don't really have much. <laughs> Give me a finance check. We'll say DC's plus one. I got another plus one. Okay, I'm so good at finance. You put some coin on the table, and he squints at it, and he says, "That's all. That'll buy you something." I'm just looking for an old friend. Heard that one before. Look, if you're going to kill somebody, you ain't going to do it in here. I ain't going to kill somebody, and I wouldn't do it in here if I was. No man named Rico Bon. Oh, so you want someone to kill you. I wouldn't bark up that tree. I just need to talk to him. We're old friends, like I said. He's going to make an awareness check on you. I think I'll... Can I maybe make my PTC coin a little more visible? Sure. Yeah. Just to, like, you know... Yeah, some cred, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm pretty bottom of the barrel here. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) He softens. like you. (laughs) Well, he was here earlier. You might want to check on River Street. I know he's got a home there. But I warn you again, lady, I don't think he'll take kindly even to an old friend stopping by. But you live your life. I appreciate the warning. I did not tell you anything. No, sir. I'll uh, I'll get up and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Three people leave the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pay a fade point and compel. The camera pans over. A hooded figure looks up. <laughs> now I have him. <laughs> no, that does not happen. <laughs> so you got uh, a final lead. Yep. I, I walk out and I'm just like River Street. All right. <laughs> So you guys go down to River Street. Oh, man. You guys have to give me an athletics check or catch some sort of disease just being here. Jesus. Am I joking? I live in a really good part of town. I make a lot. I'm a I think deal. Chanterelle looks at home here. Yeah. Uh, you guys learned all three of the aspects of this place just by being here. It's a quiet but jam-packed residential area. It's much poorer than the rest of town, and it's dirty and smelly. Again, slums like this exist. Maybe not quite so rustically, but it is what it is the slum. It's a different vibe here. There's kids running naked in the street. Were you given any specifics? Just River Street. And, well, that if I find him, he might well kill me. Well, let's hope it don't come to that. People are eyeing you. Like... Maybe we should split up again, tell her. This time, I'm gonna hang back a bit, and you ask some folks as to what's his whereabouts. That sounds good, and I don't want any business with you, sir. As I walk away, I say that loudly. Yeah, I'll kind of hang back, maybe where this part of town meets the the other part, like not going too deep in. Yeah, and people are still eyeing you. You know, maybe some kids start following you, but you're largely left alone if you kind of fall back. Yeah, yep, I'll fall back. And you can see there are some people. It's not quite as busy in the streets here, Mm -hmm. but there are people everywhere, and you can see them and smell them and hear them. 
And these are shotgun shacks. I feel like yeah. I've I've lived in a couple places like this. Yeah, you know, in my up. time. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I am actually gonna ask some of the street kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna walk up to a couple kids on the street, uh, pull out some of the muffins I took from the uh, from the hotel. And they start jumping on you and climbing I, all wait, over I, you. Wait. Hold on. Dan- dangerous animal here. They are. You still holding the dingo? <laughs> um. I'm going to uh, hold, out, hold out a muffin and kind of, like, fight the kids off me. Oh, this is a melee check. They are climbing. They are bodily oh climbing God. on you. Okay. The melee of plus one. Right. Yeah, okay, you're fighting them off. Okay, cool. Yeah, I kind of just, like, shoo them off. Give me an awareness check, too. Uh, three. And they're, like, reaching in your pockets and stuff. You're, like, slapping yeah, their hands. Yeah, get out of away. there. Yeah. Hey. I want it. Give it to me. I want it. You can have it. But first, tell me. You know where uh, Rico Bond lives? And they, like, stop and look at each other. And one of them's like, don't. I won't tell him you told me. I promise. Give you this muffin. Nobody has to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's scary, one of the kids says. I know. He's tough. Do you need to hire him? Yeah, I need to hire him. I, I, give it to me. I'll show you where he lives. Do I trust this kid? Give me an awareness check. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, no, this is... How about you just tell me, or I eat the muffin in front of you right now? No, the other kid says she wouldn't. She needs our help. I take the top half of the muffin, and I peel it off. No, I, that's the best part! I feed it to the dingo. <laughs> no! And they're like on their knees, like, we'll show you, we'll show you, we'll show you. <laughs> it does not feel great to use food as leverage against street children. Arlo, we're not going to kill children in the campaign. We're going to extort them. <laughs> fucking antagonize the shit out of them, though. Cool. And you, they lead you, and they kind of point down this sort of like back alley, you know, lots of doorways, but they all the way back, there's sort of one standing, the door's a little askew. And they point at it, and they say, that's talent. Do I believe them this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll say thank you very much, and I'll uh, I'll give them the muffin, and then I'll pull out several more and give them to them. I'll use plus two of my rations. Shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. sweet. That's, a, yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm gonna say that creates an aspect, too, hey, on River Street. It's gonna be called... The miracle on River Street. Know? Yeah, Miracle on... Do uh, you muffin, know the Muffin Muffin man? Miracle on River Street. Muffin Miracle on River Street. <laughs> yep, and the legend is born. Because the plus two, that's like pulling out a tray of muffins. And they're like grabbing yeah. them and oh, yeah, running for off. Sure. You know, like a small little gathering of people happens. You're just kind of like holding the tray out. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Grabbing them. It's like a All right, all right. Frenzy. Let's go. And they're gone. It doesn't make long. <laughs> all right, I'm going to uh, kind of surreptitiously make my way back to my good friend, the teller. What'd you find? I found a uh, place, I think. Good job. And I'll you follow this. I don't need, I don't need your approval. <laughs> he pulls out a muffin. <laughs> good job. <laughs> little pat, pat. There you go. Who's a good girl? I am a professional tracker, thank you. <laughs> but I will take that muffin. Okay, yeah, I'll follow her. Uh, awesome. A lot of muffins around here. These kids, where are they getting all these? <laughs> yeah, kids fighting over muffins in the street. Like, did a muffin truck overturn? <laughs> I just shrug. <laughs> and I'll, I'll walk up to the door, and I'll take off my hat okay. and knock on the door. Come on. <laughs> you'd hear a, you'd hear someone get up, like a like a chair slide, and footsteps, a gun cock. <laughs> Who is it? Is that you, Rico Bond? This is, uh, Just Crawford. Just. The door would open and you'd see Rico Bond standing there, but he's, he's got his pistol in his hand. Shirtless, but he's still wearing his pants and stuff. You can see that he's got a bottle of whiskey on the, uh, on the table. He was drinking. And he kind of look at you and go, Oh, shit. 
uh, realizing that you're the teller. <laughs> well, Rico Bon, you're in luck. I'm not here for you. Hey there. I know who you're here for. Come on in. <laughs> 